Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders, a special tribute episode to the late, great Helen McCrory. I'm Daniel Gilman, joined as always by my co-host, Josh Levy. And Josh, I, uh, I jumped on, and for those that listened to the two, three-minute update, you know the news, you've heard the update, but if you haven't, and Josh, what was, uh, what was like your initial reaction, right? When I texted you the link, it was, it was, it was rough. Absolutely. Just my initial reaction. I mean, I think I texted you just, wow. Just like I'm in shock. Like I didn't even know that any of this was even happening, which I get. And out of respect to her and her privacy and her family, like totally understandable as to why they kept this under wraps. Um, Very, very, very sad. I mean, aside from her just being an amazing actress, it sounds like she was an incredible woman. She was a fighter, you know, gone way too soon and just really 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 sad news for a very you know powerful figure in 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 acting and for a lot of females who are trying to go up the ranks as actors and actresses as well yeah it's it's something that um i can only really compare it in in my life you know we we don't have too many figures like this that are mm-hmm. just that just kind of disappear but it, you know recently Chadwick Boseman is the one that kind of popped right yes. into my mind like wow Black Panther has been fighting this illness for years and I wonder how long you know Helen and, and Damien knew and and how in in the know Stephen Knight was and you know you, you texted me earlier today when we were planning this episode about whether it was maybe a backup plan to have Polly exit at the end of season five and, and she quits at the final scene and you know so much of our discussion about season six revolves around which side Polly Gray chooses and it just goes to show what kind of figure Helen McCrory was able mm-hmm. to play that we can just picture the way that Polly led the the crew and and the company you know when when the men were at war and, and we can we don't even need a prequel but I think even more than ever it would be a perfect ode to the character that Helen played for Stephen Knight to just, even if it's like a mini series or just something to, to get some sort of up and coming British actress who's a badass and just have her play Polly Gray 15 years before, 10 years, even just two years before the first season of Peaky Blinders was, uh, was set. So, you know, maybe early, early World War II and that would just be fantastic. So we reached out to the fans. We wanted to know what their favorite memories were. But yeah, I, you know, last episode we talked, Josh, and you were not really about the prequel. So what do you think about that idea, maybe? I mean, that that, that would be interesting. But I mean, I, first, first off, I want to go, it, it goes without saying that we're not like trying to capitalize here off of Helen McCrory's de- death, that we're, we're, we're doing it in honor of her. Because I know like that some people can be like, why are you talking about the show right now when someone just passed away? But we're doing it kind of to honor her. We're not doing it to, oh, we have more content here, but just kind of, this is an, an ode to her, as Daniel said, it's an honor to her. She was one of the best characters in TV. We loved her. Like We, we break her down super, super, uh, a lot of times in our show. So this is just because we are sad as fans and, and because we want to honor her the right way. But I think that a prequel would be interesting, but I don't think that it, I think that it wouldn't do her justice because there's only one Helen McCrory. There's only one Polly Gray. And just as it, just as if it would be wrong to, to kind of have another actor play Tommy Shelby, 
I don't think it'd be right to have another actress play Polly Gray. That's a good point. And, you know, we've, we've seen all of the peaky actors reach out on social media to wish their, their condolences to Damian Lewis and, and the family. And, and more than that, just kind of give one or two moments of, of happiness. Like Finn Cole, who plays Michael, talks about how amazing the mother and a force of nature whose advice he'll carry. I loved Annabelle Wallace's, who plays Grace, saying, um, your whiskey, thank you for the whiskey-filled rehearsals late into the night. Thank you for showing me that it's okay to not take shit. Love that. And, you know, we can go Killian Murphy, talked about how beautiful, caring, funny, compassionate she was. And uh, Sophie Rundle, great, right? Quote, God, she was so fucking cool, though. It's entirely senseless and brutal to lose Helen. Quite shockingly talented. I can't overstate how much I admired her. We will miss her so dearly. Everyone, you know, take take a lot of time to go through all of them, but it was it was one of those where Helen McCrory was Polly Gray. That's the way it seemed, mm-hmm. right? Hey, Damian Lewis described her as fearless, didn't give shits, no 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 fucks were given from Helen from Polly, and so we wanted to you know we wanted to commemorate her memory. We wanted to honor her character that she turned this this show into more than just a boys club right like it was polly mm-hmm. gray carried the the badass for the females in this show because i mean grace wasn't really a badass ada's got that fire but she got it from polly and we don't even need to see the way that polly was raised to kind of appreciate her toughness and her stubbornness and i think first off you know the first memory that pops into my mind and maybe the best moment in the entire show was when the women decide to revolt when they hear about Jesse Eden and Polly. We don't get to see it, but we hear about Polly, you know, half naked, without shoes, blackout drunk, yelling to all the women in Birmingham on the top of the, the, the parade. And it's just such a memory that, you know, gives me a smile every time I think about it. It's just, you know, it, it's fantastic to think about her. And, and, you know, as nice as it would be to just get blackout drunk and talk about these memories, we can do it sober. And, and you guys listening at home can drink for us. There's definitely a lot of times where Polly just said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get drunk and speak my mind. And that's like what made her character. So that's definitely a very, very memorable scene. Um, there's one that, that sticks out and it's obviously recency bias. But the last scene of the entire show that we've seen where they're discussing, you know, the business and she quits like that. That is a super, super memorable scene. It kind of encapsulates her, her as a whole character that you know she didn't she didn't give a fuck going off on on the subject of not giving a fuck she never did and she didn't care if it meant leaving the business she was going to do what was right for her and what was right for her intentions yeah uh, paul anderson had a good one too boise boise on instagram to my aunt polly helen mccrory nine and a half years on a tv show with a woman who i more than loved one afternoon on season five she offered offered up her time to me when she could see that i needed it the most and i will never forget that her generosity of spirit, selflessness, and ferocity will remain with me forever. My love and thoughts are with Damien and family. And Anthony Byrne raised many glasses to Helen in Manchester on Friday night. Helen was a force of nature. She would have gone on to do so much better and more things. I'm honored to have worked with her telling the story of the Shelbys and watching her talent grow. I, I saw her recently in a fantastic miniseries called Quiz that was with Matthew, Mc, uh, Matthew McFadden from... Uh, from uh, a Succession, and it was kind of about uh, the scandal that the UK had with with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. She was great. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic in uh, 
oh man, I'm blanking. Uh, James Bond movies where she was she was uh, one of the uh, the MI six or Secret Service or whatever it was the the councilwomen in in those in those court scenes. I rewatched those recently. It's uh, it's interesting because you know we can keep going about memories and I want to do that, but I want to. I'm, I'm very curious to see how they honor her right will it be mm-hmm. fast and furious style where they kind of superimpose some old footage I, I did get word that they she was not in the filming of season six so if they use footage it would be from old films but they i'm sure they would have that stuff and, and Stephen knight and anthony byrne would would do it so taste tastefully um first scene of the whole show john or second scene of the whole show where joe cole is running around with a gun and 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 she like you know, or Joe Cole's running around and, and she finds the gun hang, laying around and it's the f- our first moment that we're introduced to Aunt Polly and it's her just scolding her nephew like he's a little boy telling him he needs to grow up and it's just great like okay this is the one who's going to run shit here and it's, it's a fantastic introduction like you mentioned a fantastic goodbye for a character that will live on forever. Absolutely. Just that's just kind of encapsulates her as as a character and who Polly Gray was and I, I can't imagine her being any different in real life. Like it's it's so engraved in my mind that it, her being like a strong, independent, powerful, successful woman is kind of the way that it seems like she actually was in real life, based off of all of her peers and colleagues, the way that, that they describe her. So I I it's it's just sad. Like I'm still like at a loss for words because this is like a pretty big, you know, care uh, figure. Like you mean probably not as big as she is across the pond as she is in America, but across the pond in, in, in England, it seems like she's like royalty and she's really just re- very, very revered. And it, the hearts go out to, to Damian Lewis as well. Who's one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite shows. And I mean, it, the way that he kind of uh, made it seem is that she had been going, this kind of was like expected that she had been going through this for a while. And as we discussed, we didn't that maybe Peaky Blinders had her quit the business because they knew that the end was probably near for her, which is so sad. And I wonder how that kind of happens in a lot of other productions that are going on that kind of unexpected deaths happen. So maybe that was kind of written in the stars and there wasn't a plan for her to be in this season. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see if there was a plan for her to be in this season and they didn't know it was, it was supposed to happen. And I, and I doubt that we're going to get that clarity and we don't need it, but that is just a thought. Well, that's a great point. And, you know, more than anything, you know, when, when someone is dealing with a fight that the odds are against them, they're better off spending the time with their loved ones. And especially in this year of coronavirus, like any one, you know, if there's a 1% chance that she could catch this, this terrible virus, they're not going to risk it. So, you know, they're mm. doing all these precautions, but no one that is battling cancer is going to be put on a, on a set and, right. you know, get, get exposed to any sort of, of risk. But I mean, you, you take a look, I mean, Harry Potter obviously starts it all off and, and really sets the, 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 the groundwork for a career that, you know, goes back and forth from the theater to the stage, mm. to the big picture, to the little picture. I mean, she was the voice of an episode of Phineas and Ferb, Josh. Like that goes back to our middle school, high school days, like watching this show. She was in Fantastic Mr. Fox. We're talking about an episode of Doctor Who. There's just so many. And recently his Dark Materials and it, you know the list goes on and on. It, it's, it's one of those moments that, you know, there's no way that words will ever do it justice. 
So I'm going to just, you know, go over to a couple of our, of our fans, Courtney, who has been uh, very vocal in, in a lot of our questions that we've asked throughout the months, posted a picture of her favorite outfit. And that's when Polly wore the full suit. Remember when she was in the full suit, looking like an absolute mm -hmm. badass with the top hat. I am in, I'm a little partial to the scene when it's her birthday and she steps out and steps in shit. And she's like, how the fuck am I here? Like, why am I wearing heels? Takes off the heels, walks in her bare feet in the manure and they all toast to Polly's birthday. And that's, that's yeah. Really her. That's it's, just her. Like, we've, we've said it so many times about so many different scenes, but like, it's just, she never strayed away to who she was at all. I mean, there were times in the show that I thought that really show her, her prowess as an actress and showing her that she can break away from that rough kind of exterior were moments when she was trying to do what was best for her son and moments when she was really showing emotion like when she had that relationship with with Ruben the painter you know there were times where she did let her guard down and she was kind of human and I think that that showed how amazing she was as an actress yeah you know they made a clapperboard for her and we talked about the clapperboard in the first episode of, of this gearing towards season six and it's got Tommy's tattoos and Anthony Byrne is so creative and, and the crew is so creative. And I'm talking about the, the big white and black thing that they clap right before a scene shot. And they're definitely going to be honoring her. And it's, it's, it's a post from Anthony Byrne's Twitter that says, or Instagram that says today was beautiful and strange and sad and for, and surreal because I'm sure they have, they have to keep filming, right? It's, it's one of the hardest things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everyone on set knew that this moment may come because, you know, there's no Helen McCrory filming season six. So they've had to have been told. Right. He said, we found ourselves in the most beautiful environment, the sun beating down on us and it felt okay. It was incredible, but not surprising to read the many tributes and articles dedicated to Helen over the weekend. This is our A camera board and I'll post it on facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast and over on patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. Polly Gray is always in front of our cameras and it's, it's a, a gorgeous portrait of, of, of Helen McCrory and it says rest in peace Helen and it, the date is is 419 they are doing scene 6 of 54 role number 165 it was uh, designed by uh, Lo Schiavo a super talented tattoo artist in Manchester it has meant a huge amount to me and the crew on Peaky to an image of Helen on set with us any every day thanks to Katerina Francesca for marking up the clapperboard like that and you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to continue to talk about this. Like you said, it's like, you know, I, I have a feeling that nobody's going to mistake us, you mm -hmm. know, two people that talk about the show that we love more than anything. You know, I don't, I don't think it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to stay on focus and, and continue right. going into these, these paths, but you know what, let's, let's jump over to, uh, to an email that was sent to us from Justin who had his favorite memories one of them was her making sandwiches for Michael in season two before they went out for the horse auction. That was fantastic. There was a, a video he sent of the strike, so I can go ahead and, and play it and, and kind of put it up against just so you guys can hear her voice in this scene. It's great. It's about a minute and a half. She's the lady shop steward of the Lucas factory in Sparkill. Lady shop steward. She's bringing all the female workers in the spot welding and wire cutting shops out on strike for the day. A protest of being made to work on a holy day. Poor conditions, lack of holidays, unsanitary lavatory provisions, and lower pay for female workers. Apparently, all the female factory workers in the city. So there's a whole Linda speech, and Polly's just in the background, mm. like smoking, collar popped. Joining the protest in sympathy. 
I will walk out of that place as a work at 9am to march on the ball ring. All oppressed female workers welcome. Them bastards down there shooting dear me five months ago and sat here like a pudding. Only one outside lavatory between the lot of us. Not consulted. Bent over a fucking desk. Ladies, I honestly believe those who march on Good Friday will have good... It's great because you've got all these these women, these, these strong women, character, female characters in the show, and Polly hasn't said a word yet in this scene. And yet she's <laughs> going to come out of nowhere and give her a little speech here. strutting out, right, with the music, looking absolutely ravishing. And then you've got the famous scene of the four women all arm in arm. And it's just that scene where Polly says, what, four words in the entire scene? Mm-hmm. And, and she stole the show. And then they come back and, and, and the, the line that I talked about earlier of, of, you know, Polly was the one blackout drunk when, you know, Tommy hears the story about her, you know, yelling from the hills. And then the other video was uh, of Ada giving birth and they're kind of showing the wedding, John's wedding, Ada giving birth to the baby. And at the very end of the scene is, uh, is them all just kind of toasting and grace at the bar. And then you've got this line with Polly and, and Tommy here. Like it's just incredible acting because there's so yeah. much of it where, where Helen McCrory has to keep her composure and not turn into a stage actress in the show. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, kind of like when uh, when we lose Abarama at the end, she really gets to show that she is the acclaimed actress that Stephen Knight found. You know, who had really been you know she never really been like the superstar A character in a show or a movie. And you think of Narcissa Malfoy, and you know she's not she's not even a top. 30 you know listed actress in imdb on the harry potter movies so now she gets to take a big role in this scene is great because she is so devastated for basically her daughter and ada and it's it's another one so justin thank you so much for uh for sending us three three great moments and three great memories from polly yeah i mean that scene is super powerful i mean showing her sentimental side and showing her side where she's not that you know that rough exterior where she like she tells it how it is she always told it how it is she was never sugarcoating anything and that was just a perfect example of that and you could tell how into the scene that she gets then that's why she's amazing and she was an amazing actress is because she got so into the character and into the scene and you could tell that she actually loved the character you know so like and, and that's the difference between a good and a great actress it's I'm going to cry, right? It's episode one of season six. There's just no way that you can't, like whatever they do, they, they have to address where Polly is, what happened to Polly. I am, there's so many different thoughts of how that could be done. And, and you think of the, you know, let's, let's kind of wrap this one up with just the arc, right? Think mm-hmm. about Polly Gray's arc and the crescendo that is met at the end of season one and the beginning of season two when you deal with the abuse from Inspector Campbell and you get to finally end it all with him at the end of the races of season two. But first, you've got to deal with the fact that we're introduced to his her son that she was taken away from 
and then introduced to after a one night stand with someone his age. And there's just so much that Polly has to deal with. And then you go to her losing her mind because she, she like sees death and you get it. You get a full episode, Josh, at the beginning of season four of Polly Gray as an absolute lunatic. I, I did not think that this character was going to survive through the show because I thought that they had just kind of written her off as, as someone who lost to rocker and, and they brought her all the way back to be a leader again in season five. And it's just an incredible arc of the show. Definitely that. I mean, what she went through as a character with Inspector Campbell and then recovering from that and then kind of not still not giving a fuck and being the same person and being unfazed by it is who Polly Gray was. And kind of, as you said, a description of her arc. Her arc was incredible, played by an incredible actress. She did an amazing job. I don't think anybody else could have possibly played that character. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. And we don't know who else could have played it, but the way that she did it was flawless and done to perfection. And I, I don't know the exact line. I'm trying to look it up right now, but you know, we, we have the gist of it. It was maybe the greatest line in the show when Polly confronts Tommy about seeing death. And you know, we have died already, so mm. we, where there's no reason to be scared. And like, that is it, that, that encapsulates the Tommy Shelby of this show from episode one of season one. If you had to describe how Tommy Shelby could live his life, it's that line right there. And obviously mm. Helen McCrory doesn't write the line, but she delivers it so well. And it's, it's, it's my favorite line. And, and, you know, I don't know, I don't want to put you on the spot if you've got one or two favorite lines, but listeners would love to know what your favorite line, like if you have one, like there's one line, like there's the great one where it's like, you know, uh, what was it? Behave? Why? Why? Why would I behave? Right? Like, why the fuck would I behave? That's when she's like walking out of the garrison one time, and uh, who is it? Like Inspector Moss, or maybe one of the henchmen of the Shelbys tells her to behave, and she's like, "Fuck off, behave!" Like, it's just so great. It's she's, uh, if there's one person that you know we could talk for hours about their character, I don't know if there's someone better to do it than Polly Gray and Helen McCrory in her coverage of her. The, there's, I don't remember exactly what this quote is, but what sheen it is but i remember the quote and i can't remember who she's talking to but this is it this is it and it's very powerful so it goes if i come for you and i still might yet decide to come for you i will wear high heels so you can hear my approach on the cobblestones and have time to repent you listen you listen for my footsteps and that's the end of the quote and i think he might be she might be talking to I can't tell if it's uh, Luca Changretta. I, I think it is. I think it's their meeting at the bar when she kind of says, right. stay away from Michael. That's yes, my, yes, my, yes, gut, yes, my yes. gut is that that's what it was. Um, yes. And that's also a great scene, right? Where like, mm-hmm. we have no idea if Helen McCrory's character has just turned to the evil side. And there was like a five episode stretch that we were an anti-Poly podcast because of how mad we were that she sold out her son and, and like lied to him about going to Australia and like set, her, set him up for a test and essentially set the ball in motion for what was and what will be the Michael versus Tommy conflict. Because if it's not for Polly doing that, we don't get this conflict. We don't get the hate towards her. And characters are easy to love. But mm-hmm. how often can you get an actress, play a character or an actor of any kind, play a character that you love, you hate, and you come back around on? And we hated Polly for you know, three, four episodes. And you know what? I'm happy that we hated her because it shows how much of a you know, 
180 that we can turn on someone because at the end of season five, I would fight for Polly and I was excited. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's still so hard to think about that. We're not going to have this episode in the season and the movie without her. And, you know, it's just, we're going to keep rambling. So we got to wrap up eventually, but it's just, it, it's really hard to, uh, to end a conversation about someone that has just so many things that you could talk about her for. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to kind of wrap it up, I mean, to like put it in, put it, put it bluntly, and to kind of like the way that it describes it all, there would be no By Order of the Peaky Blinders podcast if it wasn't for Polly Gray. And if it wasn't for Helper Corey, we would not be doing, we would not be talking to her right now. So it sounds cliche, it sounds corny, but without her, we're not doing this right now. And we don't have this love for this show at all. I mean, there's Killian, there's Tom Hardy, there's, you know, there's Paul Anderson, but I mean, there is no Peaky Blinders without Helen McCrory at all. Like, the, like there, there's no if, ands, or buts about that. Well said, well said. Um, Josh and I will be back. We don't know when, we don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure there's going to be news. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be fun things for us to discuss. So keep an eye out for more episodes and, uh, and feel free to continue to, to send us, you know, the poly stuff because, you know, we didn't give you too much time to, to send in your thoughts or your, your memories or your favorites. So we can always, you know, chat back up or we can jump on Patreon and do a special polycentric episode again. And, and, you know, on that platform, we've got a lot more freedom to play videos and I can have videos embedded in, and I can't really do that in this podcast format. So we will be back. This will not be the last time that we say Helen McCrory's name, but I want to raise a toast to her and, uh, and obviously, you know, sign this off on, on what is a somber note, but I'm sure that somewhere she is looking down on us and, and is very, very, you know, grateful to, to have all of these fans and, and excited, you know, to see, to see what they can do in honor of her in season six. So that'll wrap up this episode, this toast to Polly, this uh, commemoration of her fantastic career and life in Birmingham. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We've been seeing on that.